for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you along. Make sure, if you get the chance to, if you haven't, to subscribe to the Newsmax Daily on Apple Podcasts today. And if you would, leave a five-star review. That would be huge. Getting a lot of great reviews. Obviously, people like what's happening on the show. It is uh, different than other conservative talk out there. It is uh, informative, funny, and uh, motivational. Occasionally. Occasionally. One thing you're going to notice about the show is that I use humor to make a point a lot of the times. A lot of times, things just aren't funny. Okay, there's a lot of things that just aren't funny. But I do try to use humor to make a point, and that's what I did with the Rush Limbaugh program. And so what I bring to my show here is the comedy I brought to the Rush Limbaugh program. So in this way, his legacy lives on. That said, that's what I bring to the table. That's what I promise I will bring you to the table every day. Commentary, comedy, audio clips, Guests, We'll have guests on the show. I, I'm not crazy about guests uh, unless they're great guests. So we try to keep, a, you know, the guest minimum to about one. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, I think that you're just going to want to go, no, you know, I don't care. I'd rather just hear Carson talk. I know that sounds kind of strange. My wife is the opposite. My, my wife is the exact opposite. So Joe Biden's approval rating is now at 38%. 38%. Nearly two-thirds of Americans, and this actually is different than a poll uh, last week where 71% of Americans uh, said that they feel the country is going in the wrong direction. 66% say the country has gone off the rails. And in another survey last week, 71% or 72% said the country was going off the rails. So we are clearly headed in the wrong direction. Uh, I find it very interesting that the uh, Democrats think that this uh, Build Back Better program is going to save uh, Joe Biden's ratings. It's not. It's going to wreck them even further because the American people don't want this giant, wasteful, unnecessary, unneeded attempt at reinventing the New Deal and bringing us back to 1930-something. Two-thirds of Americans say they don't want Biden to run for a second term in 2024. Uh, One person says he probably won't be around that long. I don't think he's going to complete his presidency. That's me talking. I don't see how it's possible for someone who is this feeble... And this mentally challenged can make it to 2024. So the the thought of him actually running in 2024 is a throwaway line. It's a punchline. 28% of Democrats don't want him to run. Now listen to this. Kamala Harris, or Kamala, her approval rating (laughs) is 28%. It's 28%. Yeah, it's about the same as uh, five-year-old's favorability rating of uh, Brussels sprouts. About that low. About that low. 51% disapprove of the job she is doing. Is she doing a job? Is she doing a job? One in five, 21% are undecided because they are completely clueless and probably just watch CNN or MSNBC. And we will talk about MSNBC very shortly. Oh, my goodness. The hate mongers were on this weekend. And the Democrats still don't get it. They still don't get why Virginia happened. They still don't get why New Jersey happened. And New Jersey is still up in the air, believe it or not. Still up in the air. One in four support Joe Biden's uh, Build Back Better agenda. Here's one of the main reasons why Americans are saying we're on the wrong track. This is the president defending paying illegal aliens, I said it, illegal aliens who cross the border and are separated from their children because they can't keep them in adult detention facilities, and he wants to pay them a lot of money. 
Where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the number was what you had a problem. The number with. I was referring to. Okay. Now here's the thing. Sure. If in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border. You mean like actually preventing illegals from coming into the country and actually uh, sending kids who were sent unaccompanied across the border on airplanes back to their homes to find their parents? If that's inhumane, yeah. Whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. Wow, he got angry there. He became Grumpy Joe. Grumpy Joe. That's one of the reasons why his approval rating is at 38%. That's one of the reasons why he would never be elected in 2024. You know, also the fact that he doesn't have, uh, he's just not physically and mentally able to make it to that finish line. Coming up on the show, we're going to start with this vaccine mandate, which is temporarily halted. We also have some very interesting statistics with regard to the efficacy of the vaccine, which is not good. We're going to talk about kids and being vaccinated. I have a lot of people on my side on this. It is utterly ridiculous. We are at the end of a pandemic. We are not at the beginning of a pandemic. And the government is still pushing vaccines, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, and whatnot as this president stumbles and mumbles his way through his uh, presidency. So the federal vaccine mandate has been put on hold. It was a massive overreach by OSHA. OSHA was never created to do this. 26 states have launched lawsuits challenging the Biden administration vaccine mandate. This has to end. This mandate has to end. Now, am I anti-vaccine? No. Am I anti-mandate? Absolutely 100%. Of course. Of course. In the last year, uh, actually going on two years, we have gone from 15 days to stop the spread to mask mandates and then Democrats saying the vaccine was bad until Biden became the president. Then suddenly it was good. That said, a court has said, slow down. This is not constitutional. Not constitutional. Three U.S. Fifth District Court of Appeals judges issued a stay on President Biden's latest COVID-19 vaccine mandate. They are going to try and do this to companies with fewer than 100 people. They are going to do this. They are going to try and make sure your kid gets vaccinated if they want to go to school, like in San Francisco and Los Angeles. And the more you give in to this, the more they'll take. The more they will take. The three judges... Quote, because the petitions give cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate, the mandate is hereby stayed pending further action by this court. A stay is a legal term, meaning that a proceeding must be halted until a later date. So we have a get-out-of-jail-free card, at least for now. Ron Klain, spokesperson for the White House, says they are not giving up and they think they're going to win this. And even if they do, you still have to say, hell no. I want to ask you before I let you go about the court ruling yesterday on the vaccine, uh, on, the, on the vaccine protocols that OSHA is putting out, uh, sort of the soft mandate. I don't want to call it a hard mandate because of the testing option. Uh, Which you'll have to pay for. There's a freeze. What does that mean for the federal government's efforts? I mean, do you stop preparing for January 4th in the moment, how does this work? Well, I think what it means for uh, the time being is that 
the the effectiveness of that uh, vaccine requirement is is frozen. Uh, I think it will certainly be well litigated, though, well before January 3rd. So I'm not sure it really has much practical effect in the short run. Even if the vaccine mandate is continued after a court ruling, you still, if you choose not to take the vaccine, shouldn't take it. Look, these vaccine requirements have been litigated up and down the courts all over the country. State requirements, for example, one in Maine. Uh, and every single court before this one ruled that they were valid. The Supreme Court has, Nonsense. has turned back several times already, various efforts to enjoin uh, other vaccine requirements. Uh, I'm quite confident that when this finally gets fully adjudicated, not just a temporary order, right. uh, the, the validity of this requirement will be upheld. It's we will see. Now, uh, as far as the shape of things to come is concerned, here is the Surgeon General of the United States, uh, Vivek Murthy, talking this weekend about how they are going to, and, and this is not just debating it. They've already made up their mind. They want everybody in the country vaccinated. And Dr. Murthy, if the law survives legal challenges, will the administration be extending the mandate to smaller employers with fewer than 100 employers? employees? Well, Martha, certainly nothing is off the table at this moment, but the focus right now is... Oh, it's already on the table. It's just in a table, uh, on a table, in a dark room with the door locked. And implementing uh, the current rule that OSHA put out. And finally, let me just emphasize that these rules actually work. What we've seen in a report issued recently was that on average, businesses that put these requirements in place see a 20% increase in vaccination rates, often boosting them. Yeah, well, if you, if you coerce people to get vaccinated by threatening their livelihood, yeah, they'll get vaccinated. Is that the way we want to do business from now on in this country? Is that the way it's going to be? Now, a new study with regard to the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine shows that infection plummets with regard to the vaccine, or at least uh, it will help you feel better if you have and avoid severe symptoms. But it also found that protection from the COVID-19 infection provided by three vaccines approved by the U.S. fell 87.9% in October, or from February to October to 48%. Okay. So the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, its effectiveness rate plummeted from 86% to 13%. Unbelievable. I want to get into uh, Terry Bradshaw jumping the shark. I, I don't know what to think about his comments about Aaron Rodgers this weekend. And I really am tired of Aaron Rodgers being demonized by the league for testing positive for COVID, for being asymptomatic. Uh, you've got football players that have uh, a very small percentage of catching, if not uh, being hospitalized because of the virus because they're young and healthy. But honestly, this pillaring of Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous. I want to thank him because I think one of the reasons why the Chiefs won this weekend is because he wasn't playing. So, <laughs> But two high-profile people who have been vaccinated and have tested positive for COVID are not being seen right now. One of them is Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki has not been seen in public for 11 days. Uh, she disclosed on October 31st she had a breakthrough case of COVID-19 in what she characterized as an abundance of transparency. Uh, Psaki, who is fully vaccinated, says she has experienced only mild symptoms, according to NBO. 
In a statement, she said she had uh, uh, not had contact with senior White House officials since Wednesday, four days before testing positive, and uh, last week, uh, last saw Biden on Tuesday when they were wearing masks and were more than six feet apart from each other outdoors. Well, a lot of good that vaccine did ya there, Jen. But uh, she's been on the uh, on the down low. She has been uh, quarantined. She says, I have been quarantined and tested negative uh, for COVID on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. However, today I tested positive for COVID. The vaccine positivity rate is cranked down, so uh, there are a lot of false positives. We saw this with two hosts on The View uh, a couple weeks ago, testing positive for the COVID, and uh, Kamala Harris having to be put in a broom closet where her mode of transportation was stored. <clears throat> anyway, it turns out they were negative. Who's the other person who's missing from the scene? Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, mysteriously not in the four these days. A week after abruptly canceling plans to attend the UN Climate Summit in Scotland, Governor Newsom has receded from public view to deal with unspecified family obligations. With a surprising announcement came last week. Unspecified family obligations. Week, his office said that Newsom planned to participate virtually in the conference. He just got the booster this week, but he did not. And a spokesperson now says that Newsom will appear virtually next week. The governor's last public appearance was October 27th when he received his COVID booster shot. His office did not respond to questions today about what the governor has been doing this week. We did see a taped message from him yesterday to celebrate the holiday of Diwali. The holiday of what? I, gu I guess I missed that one. I, I guess I missed. I didn't even buy any presents. I didn't get anything. I don't know what conclusion to draw except for... They got vaccinated, you see, and there's this thing called a vaccine. And when you get a vaccine, it's supposed to prevent you from getting sick. Yeah, yeah isn't that kind of weird? I guess not in this case anymore, though, you know? And, and it's funny because as the efficacy drops, the panic from the Democrat Party in the White House increases because they want to, like they're doing with this massive spending package, get it through regardless of whether it's actually going to hurt the country or not. It's the same modus operandi. I had mentioned uh, Terry Bradshaw, and I've always loved Fox NFL. I've always loved Fox NFL. I love the team. I think they're great. Uh, Howie and Terry, all the guys, I, I thoroughly have enjoyed it for almost two decades. But Terry Bradshaw jumped the shark with this. I, one, I give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he'd have just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest. Yeah. Learned, learned not to lie. Because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I understand immunized. What you were doing was taking stuff that would keep you from getting COVID-19. You got COVID-19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry. Okay, there you go. Now I'm done with you. Now I'm done with you. It is not. Folks, that's what it is. We are a divided he, nation now, politically. We're divided. So he, 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 he says Aaron Rodgers is lying, and then he lies. 500 million people have gotten Ivermectin. I know at least two people who were kept off ventilators with ivermectin. I believe that Aaron Rodgers was being treated holistically and not with ivermectin. I could be wrong. If I am, call me. That's fine. But I know that there are several provinces in India that had incredibly high infection rates, and they went to nearly zero when ivermectin was distributed among the population. It works. I hate to tell you this also, but generally when it comes to pharmaceuticals, they're tested on animals first. 
So it's not uncommon for a medicine used to treat an animal to work on humans for something completely different. Sorry, Terry, you just jumped the shark. One of the things in the Build Back Better plan would increase OSHA violations tenfold if your employer is uh, caught not vaccinating everybody. I want you to listen to this. This is why we have to say no, no, no to this vaccine mandate. Now, if you choose to do the vaccine, do the vaccine, go for it. But if you are against it, stand strong. Stand strong. I'm not telling you to get a vaccine or not. You make that decision. But once we go down this slippery slope, and listen, we've already gone there. Last year, we stopped going to church. Last year, we said, okay, no, no problem. I won't go to church. It's no big deal. Yeah, you know, I'll just close down my business. I won't go to a concert for a year. I won't go out to eat. I'll stay at home. I'll let my kids, they'll just stay at home. My daughter missed her entire second half of her freshman year. No education at all. The school was not ready for it. We bent over and took it last year, and they want to take it further. Again, we are not in the middle of a pandemic. We are at the end of a pandemic, and the Democrats are grasping at straws to keep this power and to do more. Fines enforced through the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA could be as high as $14,000 per violation. But the Democrats' Build Back Better legislation would increase OSHA penalties tenfold from their initial levels up to $70,000 for serious violations and $700,000 for willful or repeated violations. Did you just hear what I said the federal government wants to do to you and your business? This would be the first amendment to the occupation OSHA in nearly 20 years when Congress expanded research related to bioterrorism threats in the wake of 9-11. This and the Patriot Act and uh, Title IX have all opened the door to totalitarianism. The Build Back Better legislation would also provide OSHA with $707 million to enforce its penalties. And it also would hire 85,000 new IRS agents to go after you. Is this the country you want to live in? It is not the country I want to live in. Dr. Peter McAuliffe spoke at the uh, International COVID Conference in Florida this weekend. Here's what he had to say about kids and vaccination. So the Hogue analysis was heard on two occasions in September and October by the US FDA, by presenters that in a sense are on our team among individuals. In there were people who presented to the CDC that vaccinations were unwarranted for children. In this room and close. They were ignored. aligned. So what I'm telling you is our experts know this. Our CDC and FDA know this. They know that children, your children, your grandchildren are more likely to be harmed with the vaccines than they are to be helped in terms of being spared COVID-19. Okay, hold on, let's hear that again. This is what was presented to the CDC and the CDC ignored it. FDA know this, they know that children, your children, your grandchildren are more likely to be harmed with the vaccines than they are to be helped in terms of being spared COVID-19. Unbelievable. Here is CNN using Sesame Street to propagandize in favor of children getting vaccinated. By the way, 
they're a 99.9995% chance of survival. If a child gets COVID-19, they rarely get really sick, and they even more rarely die from it. And the only reason they die from it is because they have comorbidities. Do you have a boo-boo? Oh, oh, no, I mean, this is from my COVID vaccine. My mommy and my papa. She got a band a band-aid for getting the COVID vaccine. Took me to get it this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rosita, that's great. Getting the COVID vaccine is a great way to stay healthy. See my mommy and my papa. That's uh we got uh, a CNN anchor Erica Hill and Sanjay Gupta. He said that it will help keep me, my friends, my neighbors, my abuela all healthy. Your parents are absolutely right. You know. Wow, this is uh, uh pure. Soviet-style propaganda. So done with Sesame Street. I mean, it would be creepy if I were still into Sesame Street. Here's a little bit more from this awful piece of propaganda on CNN. By the way, Pfizer, a big sponsor of CNN. Welcome to the ABCs of COVID vaccines, a CNN Sesame Street special town hall about COVID vaccines for children. They're now available for kids ages five and up. I just, I just, I... mm. I honestly, uh, I've said this before, that if you dropped people just from two years ago onto the planet, into our country, uh, into places like Australia, you would go, this can't be happening. But we've been the frog in the pan of warming to boiling water, okay? We, we got into the, the pan, and we sat there, it was, it was lukewarm, and the, the temperature got cranked up, and we are going to boil to death unless we stop this nonsense. I think you know how I feel about wearing masks, but many of us have to wear them. You have to wear them to get on an airplane if you're going to be traveling with your family this, uh, this Christmas, this, uh, this Hanukkah. You want to check out Unmask, okay? The Unmask. Just go to getunmask.com. I'm going to tell you a secret in just a second about this product. Something that uh, even the designers of the product don't know that I'm going to share with you. These are designed and hand-sewn right in the United States. The Unmask is the only mask on the planet specifically designed to provide you and your family with essentially unrestricted breathing while providing virtually uncontested access wherever masks are required. They're made of two layers of ultralight, extraordinarily breathable materials. The Unmask won't muffle your speech or fog your glasses, and it's comfortable enough to be worn for hours on end. Now, here is my special promo code to get 20% off your first order of Unmasks. Use the code NEWSMAX at GetUnmasked.com. GetUnmasked.com, promo code NEWSMAX. Take my word, if you're forced to mask up, especially for holiday travel, you'll want to get the Unmask. Here's the secret. I did this entire commercial wearing an Unmask. GetUnmasked.com, promo code NEWSMAX. I want to mention something, and this is something I remember from years ago. President Barack Obama's energy secretary in 2008 said somehow we have to figure out how to boost the price of gasoline to the levels in Europe. That is a quote from 2008. I think you know as well as I do who's pulling the strings on this administration. I have quite a good memory, terrible with names. Terrible. I, you could be my best friend for five years. I'd be like, is Steve? Do, I, I'd still be calling you dude. Hey, dude. Hey, buddy. How you doing, pal? It's good to see you there, buddy. You know, I remember this. 
And if you think that is not what this administration wants, you're high. You're, you're sniffing gas fumes like Hunter Biden. That's what's going to happen. We're already on the way. A dollar fifty more than last year. That's really close to knocking on doubling the price in less than a year. And Joe Biden's thinking about shutting down another pipeline. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They want this, guys. President Biden alluded to it last week. This is part of the new Green Deal. This is about ushering in a new generation of wind and solar and all that. No mention of nuclear at all. Cleanest burning fuel in the world. No mention of that whatsoever. You are going to get scrod this year, my friends, and next year. And if you think this is going to slow down, if you think, oh, yeah, you know, they're, they're, uh, Jennifer Granholm is saying that next year the gas prices will get more in line with whatever. Uh, no, they won't. They're going to skyrocket. They're going to skyrocket. And I said to you 13 years ago, Obama administration official, somehow we have to figure out how to boost the price of gasoline to the levels in Europe, which are about 9 or $10 a gallon. Let's go to Michelle in northwest Baltimore. Michelle has the glory of being the very first caller on my syndicated officially today radio station. This is a very auspicious occasion, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. So then I have to say congratulations on your syndication. Thank you. You have many, many more. I hope so. But that's Go ahead. Fun. I have a, um, a point and a question. Okay. The point is, I remember learning that uh, FDR, with his plan during the uh, Depression, the New Deal. what he actually did was his plan, his, his massive amount of money that he, he spent, actually uh, increased the length of the, the Depression. Mm -hmm. And this country didn't get out of the Depression until World War II. Until World War II. You're exactly right. And you know what? The same kind of thing happened here where um, uh, the Biden administration extended unemployment benefits and paid people $14,400 per year on top of uh, state and local unemployment, which prolonged the recovery in the United States of America. People finally had to go back to work. The thing about the New Deal, the the New Deal that he did, it created work. It didn't create jobs. Uh, It just created work. People are not ignorant and they know the effect of what FDR did, and they're looking to at least match him and raise him one. And they, they want dependency as well, Michelle. That's what it's all about. Federal money means you've got to do this, you've got to do that. You've got to take the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on. Federal money always comes with gigantic strings. Gigantic strings. What is your question? So here's the question. The question goes like this. I read online that, um, that the Senate passed the, I guess it's called the Build Back Better bill, the end of August. It was around August 28th. But the, um, the House of Representatives didn't present the final bill till November. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it seems to me that the, uh, that the bill uh, that the president signed is illegal because the Senate hasn't voted on it. Because they yeah. changed the law. It's not the same law that they presented to the Senate at the end of August. Yeah, you would think, and that's and that's what to recant on it and do it over again and raise our voices with you and cry. We don't want it now that we know what's in it. 
100%. I couldn't agree more. Uh, if we give them the vaccine mandate and we give them this, then it's all over. It's all over. Michelle, I greatly appreciate your phone call. Here's Steve Scalise last week on the floor of the House talking about one of the things, if you're all rah-rah about the Build Back Better bill, um, you might want to listen to this. Let's start with a natural gas tax. President Biden promised that anyone who makes less than $400,000 a year... He also promised no vaccine mandates. Guess what? ...won't t- spend a dime, will not pay a dime in new taxes. He even whispers it into the microphone. The only problem is he breaks the promise right here in the bill, a tax that, according to the American Gas Association, will increase household electricity rates by 30%. And by the way, oh, only 30%. Come on, people can absorb 30%, you know, even though you haven't had a raise and, you know, everything costs more, including gas and all that. It, this is really not a big deal. Oh, oh, guess what else is in the Build Back Better bill? Amnesty. It's been talked about. Millions of additional people will get amnesty in this bill. This has to be stopped. And it comes at a time where President Biden is negotiating. Initially, he said he wasn't, and then the White House had to go back up and say the Justice Department is negotiating half a million dollar checks to people who came across our border illegally. Unbelievable. But it gets even better, kids. It gets even better, and it shows just how uh, borderline demonic the Democrat Party is. Then you go down the line. There's more, unfortunately. IRS agents. How many of us have our phones ringing off the hooks with people calling saying, please add 87,000 more IRS agents to the roll? Uh, they can also call them shock troops or jackbooted thugs. Not one of us has probably gotten that call yet. They I think we've been here before. Put it in the, the world has been here before. Bill, they call this infrastructure they call this equity whatever. you know rob honestly that is an over exaggeration i mean that happened last century when people were separated and they couldn't go into stores and they couldn't shop and they couldn't live life freely and oh 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 okay yeah that's in your uh, that's in your infrastructure bill kids is this the country you want to live in it's not the country i want to live in and i will fight this with every ounce of my being. We've had a couple things that have actually happened that the left was pushing for already. One of them, a $15 minimum wage. That's already been passed without any legislation whatsoever. My son right now in college, literally, he works at Target $15 an hour. That's the starting wage. Small businesses everywhere are suffering. So we've got that that has already been passed against the will of the American people. Now we have European-style gas prices coming. The Biden administration is considering shutting down the Line 5 oil pipeline that links Lake Superior, Wisconsin, with Sarnia, Ontario. A group of Republican lawmakers issued a letter to Biden on Thursday, which will be promptly shredded, by the way, urging him to keep the pipeline in operation. They argue termination would exacerbate fuel shortages and increase prices. That's the point! That's the point. That's why they shut down the Keystone XL. Did you see what happened with the Colonial Pipeline? That was a hack. That shut down the Eastern Seaboard. Now they want to hit America's heartland. This is what they want to do. I mentioned Barack Obama's energy secretary 
We have to get to European-style European gas prices. Ohio Representative Bob Latta, should this pipeline be shut down, tens of thousands of jobs will be lost across Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and the region. Billions of dollars in economic activity would be in jeopardy, and the environment would be at greater risk to additional trucks operating on roadways and railroads carrying hazardous materials. Tanker trucks, in other words, and we already have a trucker shortage. And here's Jennifer Granholm, the perky little energy secretary, laughing at being able to lower prices of fossil fuels, even though it's completely in the government's grasp, and this is all entirely self-inflicted. We were completely energy independent for the first time in, in my life under Donald Trump. We were a net energy exporter. Don't scratch your head. Don't act like you don't know what's going on. We have everything within our borders to create all of the fuel that we need and keep prices low. This is the plan, kids. And if you don't believe me, you better wake up. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you, you little people can eat some cake. <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil... Open up our energy production, you doofus. ...is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That and we got off of... OPEC. We weaned ourselves off of OPEC. And we're right back to 1977. The cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going... We had OPEC on their knees. On their knees. Listen to our energy secretary, who could give a rat's behind about people suffering and has within her and the administration's ability to get gas prices back down, but they don't want it. We are living a tale of two cities. We, have a, we are the proletariat, we are the low class, and we have the ruling class. And the ruling class in Washington, D.C., they act like CEOs of a $20 trillion company, and they spend our money, and they pay off people, and they reward their cronies, and we are fed the crumbs. This is not going to end well for the ruling class kids. It's not going to end well. Hopefully it'll end before everything is wrecked. Uh, with that, we're going to go to Kat in Hillendale, Maryland. Hello there, Kat, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. I just have one thing to add, and I wanted all your listeners to realize and to listen to this and get their opinion on it. Okay. Why are all the following people exempt from the VAX mandate? 14,000 from the Food and Drug Administration, 15,000 people from the CDC, all Congress and staff, 6,000 White House people and staff, all House and Senate, including their staff, 2,500 Pfizer employees, 1,500 Moderna employees, 120,000 Johnson & Johnson employees, 8 million Chinese students, 500,000 homeless, tent and street people, and two million illegal invaders. They are all exempt from getting the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Why has no one asked Biden or his press secretaries about this exemption? Because this, uh, this virus, this pandemic is selective and punitive. That's what it's there for. It's always been a lie. Uh, I, do I believe the virus is serious? Absolutely. Do I believe 700,000 people in the United States died of the virus? No. I do not. They died with the virus. They had comorbidities. 
this has been played up. I, I have said on the air many times, the numbers of uh, testing positive and hospitalizations for COVID last year were inflated before the election. Why does Joe Biden, an elderly man who clearly is senile, one minute wearing a mask and then the next minute uh, kissing babies and spitting on women in a crowd? It has never made any sense. Why has the governor of California, in the height of the pandemic, taken his friends and gone to a very expensive restaurant you and I would never be able to afford to go to in the height of the pandemic with no masks and and no vaccinations because this has always been selective and punitive. The latest example is this vaccine mandate. I believe and I am leaning toward the concept that they are trying to get rid of like-minded conservatives clean them out, take them down, get them out of the military, get them out of the government, uh, cause them to suffer. I do believe that is a part of it because a good share of the people who are saying no to the mandate lean toward conservatism and toward being Trump supporters. I think that's part of it. But this has always been, this this uh, enforcement of laws, this has always been selective and punitive. And if the people like uh, Joe Biden or, or Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done in the height of the pandemic, they either have a death wish or they don't believe the BS that they're feeding us. I absolutely believe the second is true. Kat, I greatly appreciate your call. If, in fact, this is the pandemic of the ages, if, in fact, this is the Black Plague returned, then... People who are preaching all these vaccines should be wearing hazmat suits like in the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. I have said from the get-go, this virus was going to be used. I literally said it since last March. I said this virus is going to be used to control people. This virus is going to be used to throw an election. Now they're trying to throw another election. Didn't work so well in Virginia. Did not work so well in Virginia. It's nonsense. Should vulnerable people be vaccinated? Yes. Should children be vaccinated? I don't believe, and uh, Dr. Ben Carson don't believe it is necessary. And it was passed through the CDC under emergency authorization, even though there is no emergency. COVID deaths in children account for 0.01% of the deaths. In San Francisco, where a COVID passport is mandatory now for 5 to 11-year-olds, no child 5 to 11 has died since the pandemic began. You're being played. You're being played. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.